Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill. Thank you for joining me on my radio show, Spirit Talk Radio. Um, today, we are going to talk about channeling. Um, I had a question, and like how I just get right into this. I'm not wasting any time whatsoever. I'm doing that, by the way, because I'm finding that my radio shows are cutting out, or like they're going very quickly, and I don't seem to be able to get all the information in there as soon as I want to. So um, anyways, today I'm talking about channeling and spirit communication. The reason that this came up is because often, as you guys know, if you're not in there or if you are in there, I have a group that's called Soulmate Circle on Facebook. If you're in it or if you're not in it and you want to learn more about it, basically go to my website, hawaiihealings.com, hawaiihealings with an S, .com and click on there's a soulmate circle button and you can ask to be added because it's basically a private group that we, I have to accept everybody into the circle. And so what we do in this group is we talk, oh, it, it's an exclusive uh, Facebook site for people interested in spiritual development, learning about spiritual issues or where it's, people can talk. It's kind of a forum where you can discuss with other people in the circle or you can ask me questions and I ask them or answer them for you. And so uh, that, that's where I got one of the questions on uh, channeling and spirit communication. And I had gotten a question from one of the Soulmate Circle members, basically wanting to know what my definition of channeling was. And I thought that that was a really, really great question. So I wanted to, it, but it entailed more than just a couple sentence answer, although I did answer it in a sentence. I, I just lied right then. But um, I wanted to elaborate more on the subject. So I decided to do a show called Channeling and Spirit Communication. The, what, what is channeling? For those of you who know what channeling is or think you know what channeling is or don't know what channeling is, I'm going to go ahead and give you the definition of what it is. Channeling is receiving of information from a spiritual dimension. So it's, it's something to where you're very tuned into your spiritual body at the moment and you're allowing some type of spiritual uh, information to come through, whether it be through your thought, blocks of thought, whether it be through your fingers because you're an artist, whether or a musician, whether it be through your voice because you're a singer, uh, whether it be through any of those avenues, it's something that where you're tapped in, your your spiritual body's tuned in, and you're tapped into the spirit world, and you're allowing this this spiritual dimension energy to flow through you and come out in some way, or to give you some type of information in some way, or allow you to be creative in some way. So I'm gonna start breaking this down a little bit more because I think that channeling, when people talk about channeling, it's sort of confusing for people. And so I want to talk about the different types of channeling. First of all, there are several different types of channeling. Uh, one of the most common ones that people get mostly confused about or what most people think is the primary, I guess I would say, uh, purpose of channeling or what channeling is all about is they think it is when somebody goes into a trance-like channel and they receive information from an actual spirit that talks through them. Okay, so let's talk about that. So there is trance channels. Um, and I really like this subject, by the way, because I am a full-blown channel. So I can do 
um, all of these things that I'm going to talk to you about. FYI, it's I haven't run into very many channelers in my life. I was trained by a channel who has now passed away. Um, I it's actually in my astrology chart, if you can believe that. I was told I was a, a channel when I was like in my 20s. I knew I was psychic, but then they tell me I'm a channel, and I'm just like, oh, my God, what, what, what am I supposed to do with that information? I don't even know what a channel was. And so it took me many years to find an actual channel, someone else who was a channeler, to start helping me, mentor me, and explain to me what it was and help me develop that gift a little bit more. So that's the type of channeling, trance channeling is really the type of channeling that a lot of people think is what we're talking about when we're talking about channeling. Um, that isn't to me what is the important type of channeling, but it's what people think that a channel is. And so what that means is they put themselves into a hypnotic trance and they can sometimes, in some instances, they actually remove their body or their um, spiritual self, they kind of remove it, allow another spirit to come in, and then talk through them. So um, sometimes they remove themselves so much or they're so displaced at that point that they don't remember what was being said. But more common than not, they do remember what, what they're saying and it's more like they're under hypnosis. And they give up the, uh, how would I say, because I've actually done this, so I'm trying to explain this to you in a way that, you sort of give up the forcing of your, your brain and, and, and forming words and what you think should be said or coming out, and you just start listening. And when you start listening and you allow the information to come through you, what happens is your mouth just starts going and rattling off at a really fast rate. Usually when you're first learning to do this, um, it starts rattling information that you have. There's no train of thought that comes before words come out your mouth. So as you're speaking when you're doing trance channeling, what happens is you're actually hearing what the words are for the first time. So it's very much like if you were listening to somebody else talk that's in the room physically with you, you don't know what their train of thought is before you're just hearing the words for the first time. That's what it's like when you trance channel. You are really mostly hearing everything for the very first time as it comes out your mouth. It's, it's a very strange feeling. It's not something that I would recommend often, if you, even if you have the ability to do so, because that opens up a whole different can of worms where you have to be very careful of being that susceptibly open to allowing spirits to come into your body and into your space. You have to be very comfortable with um, have, making sure that the spirits are um, of positive or white energy versus any type of negative or gray energy entity because that can and will happen. I've actually seen people channel right in front of me that didn't realize that they were channeling and I've, it, I'll explain that in a minute and that is really creepy because a lot of times they don't realize that they're channeling something that's of, of a negative nature. So that's what trance channeling is. I would I would say maybe 1% of people can do that, most likely. Most of the listeners out there, it's not something you're probably going to be able to. And in my opinion, I would steer clear of it anyways because I don't think that that's really helpful for very many people unless you're basically on a path to teach through channeling through somebody else. So you're trying to bring another spirit voice into the, into the world. Sylvia Brown used to do it a lot. 
Um, and she used to, uh, I was trying to remember her spirit guy's name, Francine, she used to do it with her. When you see people ch- channeling, um, Elmerella Bailey used to do it actually in that too, uh, trained me. But it, when you see people channeling, just also, you, they come across usually, usually, but not always, um, the same tone of voice. The same tone of voice, they use their regular voice. And those are usually people who are willingly, in a positive way, channeling. So that's one type of channeling. Then we, there's another, uh, what I would call a free flow channeling, which is what many, 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 many more people would do. Um, this would be probably a lot of listeners as well would, would do what I call a free flow channeling. And what that is, is it's allowing, it's, it's raising your vibration of your spiritual body to a height to where you actually start receiving information and from the spirit, um, spiritual dimension, but you're processing and, and interpreting a little bit, but it, it's, it's one step down from trans-channeling in a way that you're more present when you're just free-flow channeling. You're more present as, as the information comes in. You're, a lot, you're very aware of what's going to come out your mouth, and you just start saying it instead of questioning it. That's what screws everybody up when they start learning to be intuitive, learning to go with their intuition, or basically... It's what screws everybody up if, if they have developed their skill high enough to where they're actually going to read clients or do readings for people is they <clears throat> get hung up on the, why would I say this? Why would a horse pop into my head? Why would uh, I think that, why does the color red keep popping in my head for this person standing in front of me? So free flow channeling is what a lot of intuitives do. It's what a lot of psychics do. It's what um, a lot of speakers do um, when you're speaking in front of a cloud, or crowd. When you're speaking in front of a crowd, is a lot of them. Uh, what happens is they start to free flow channel. And I had a question, um, and then I'm going to get into one of my other, my last forms of channeling, which I think is the most fun and the most helpful to everybody out there. So I'm going to get into that, but. I had a question that kind of pertained to this, if I remember correctly. I was channeling long before I realized this is the soulmate circle again. Before I realized what I was doing, I encouraged everyone to listen. This might be for you. My question is, what are some tips for tuning my connection with my spirit guides and how can I be sure who I'm connecting with? Okay, that's a really great question, and that is, it kind of pertains into this area. So free flow channeling, again, would be, if you're not just reading somebody, but that's when a lot of people use it is when they're trying to give information to somebody who's in front of them in some way, and they start allowing all this information to come through their body and through their brain a little bit, but they don't block it and they don't stop it by questioning what's coming into their, into their um, head. They just allow the channeling to just come through and they say it, and um, they begin to get a level of trust. If you channel a lot, if you do readings a lot, what happens is you begin to have a trust with whoever's feeding you this information, that this information will mean something to the person sitting in front of you. So that takes a lot of training when you're free flow channeling if you're giving readings to somebody. And so what usually happens and how can you tell is when you do any type of free flow channeling, when you start talking and receiving information from your spirit guide, Many times you will get a really intense 
euphoric vibe feeling. Um, you will feel really, it, it's what, I don't know if any of you played sports or anything like that, but it's actually called being in a zone. Um, and being in a zone is when you're, you, you, you bring your spiritual body up to a certain vibration and everything's vibrating and balanced perfectly to where it gives you a euphoric high or a euphoric feeling in the physical body. And that's how you can tell it when you're tuning and, and connecting with somebody of positive nature or, some, or tuning in with your spirit guide is you will begin to feel a euphoric feeling. And it almost, it's almost, um, the feeling almost comes in a shape of like a mini stick, which is really weird for me to say. But it starts at your torso, it, or it's in your torso area. It starts around about your collarbone, and it goes to right below your rib cage. You can feel a vibration. You can feel a euphoric feeling in um, right down the center of your body in like a long tube shape. And so, like I said, if you can feel your ribs, if you can feel that point that begins to go up right into your ribs, it usually starts there. And it goes somewhere around right where your collarbone or your clavicle, I guess I would say, right below your neck. You know that bone right there? There's a, there's a dip at that bone. So between that bone and the other bone, you will begin to feel inside your body. You will begin to feel, it's funny because I want to explain it. It's almost like your body's glowing, but you will begin to feel a very euphoric, strong feeling. And it will start to, and then also usually your, your back chakras will open up. So um, anything between, your, or your chakras will open up and you will feel them in your back. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that that way. I don't know if any of you listen to me very often, but I'm just going to explain this really quick as well. Um, your chakra system, most people think that they can feel their chakras, or they assume that their chakras are in the front of their body or right down the center, and they're not. Um, when you're feeling your chakras, you will feel them down your back. You, they are very, the way that they are lined up on your body, the way that you will energetically feel them, they are very closely linked near your spine. So you will feel them. So again, when you're channeling, what also will happen and many times is um, when you're channeling your spirit guides or when you have a strong connection with your spirit guides, they will affect your throat chakra, which will be right in the back of your neck. And this is another way that you can tell that you're channeling and tuned in. Um, they will affect your chakra right between your shoulder blades and your back there. So we're talking your fifth chakra, your fourth chakra, and sometimes your third, that's mostly your fifth and your fourth that you'll be dealing with. And so you can feel a tingly sensation in your back. You can feel an open sensation. It's very strange, but anybody who's ever felt it, you will never forget what it is. And you will always be like, if you don't know what it is, you'll always wonder what the heck it is because it's the weirdest feeling. It feels like you have a gaping hole in the back of your neck and in the back of your, where your shoulder blades are where somebody could like put a fist through. It's very open. That's what happens also. Um, that's another sensation that you may experience when you're um, connected in with your spirit guides and or your, you know, another entity, a positive entity, usually your spirit guides. But... Do keep in mind that when you're channeling, it's not always from your spirit guide. It could be from, like, uh, I'm going to get into this a little bit more in a minute, but it could be from another artist if you like to do artwork. It can be from a musician if you like to do music. It can be from, like, other entities. We just want to make sure that they're all 
very um, positive and, and not negative entities. So, so those are, I kind of went off the subject of what this person asked, but um, how can I be sure who I'm connecting with? You want, that's how you can be sure it, that it's a positive person is you will feel very euphoric and you will feel that, that vibration right on the chest area and or you will feel your back open at, at the fifth, fourth and fifth chakras um, or it might be a combination of both. For any heavy channeler um, who does more channeling like I do, um, and I'm going to get to an, another question here in a minute, the other thing that happens to me when I channel is my vibration raises so high, and I it, it's crazy how it raises so high that people have been like, what is happening with you? Why are you turning red? Um, my I will raise to a level that my ears and down the sides of my neck will will get so red and so hot that you, it, I will actually have people, because when they look at it, they'll see my ears will be red, my neck will be red, and if they touch my skin, it's like touching like a hot stove. Like my, it's, when, you, when you raise your vibration to that level, you have to realize you have an electrical current running through you, uh, an energetic current running through you, different than your stove. But it, my, my personal vibration will raise to an extent that um, my ears, it, they burn to the touch. Like people will, I've actually had people touch me and be like, ow, what is wrong with you? That is freaking me out. So um, that's something that if you're a really intense channeler, you may also notice that your ears will burn or turn red or your neck. And by burn, I mean they will get physically hot, not on the inside, but to the physical touch on the outside. So that's another way that you can tell that you're connecting in and or channeling. Um, Fine-tuning the connection to your spirit guides. Basically, the way that you fine-tune any channeling skill, and again, I, I'm, I haven't got to the third part of channeling that I want to get to in a second, but um, if, if you're wanting to fine-tune with your spirit guides, first thing is you want to do meditation sessions. This is when meditation is helpful. You don't have to do meditation with everything, although I do recommend it, but that makes me crazy that everybody thinks they have to meditate to be at a higher level of vibration. That's not always true. You will get way higher. You will hit a higher level of vibration faster by finding joy and happiness in your life than you will by meditating 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter. Um, so, if you, so you need to remember that. Meditation is extremely beneficial, but I think that people overrate it and discount how simple it is to raise your vibration in another fashion. So you want to do it. I do it every day a couple times a day. When I was training, I did it more. But so you do want to meditate. You want to ask your guys to come in. And you want to start um, uh, noticing the physical sensations and the internal body sensations that you have when you're asking questions. So when you go into meditative state, the first thing that you want to do is you want to ask your spirit guide or whoever you're trying to connect with and channel to come in. And then the next thing that you want to do is you want to feel which side are they on you. So you want to start feeling when you're asking. You want to feel, do they feel on their right side? Do they feel on your um, left side? They're usually, almost always going to be behind you. Actually, 99.9% of the time they will be behind you, not in front of you, because that's where you feel them. That's where your spiritual body is putting out their sensors. So you'll feel them behind you. And then you want to start asking questions. And as you start asking questions, you want to just sort of allow the information to flow through. Another way to fine-tune cha your channeling abilities 
And actually, I have a lot of this information I'm giving you guys right now on Keys to the Spirit World or in Keys to the Spirit World. If none of you have gotten this, it's on Amazon.com. It is one of my, I, I did it, wrote this book from a class, but I, the amount of emails I get on how much people love this book is, is just crazy. It has all of this information in there. Writing is another way to really fine-tune your connection with your spirit guides. People don't realize that, but writing is huge when you're trying to channel and learn to channel. So what you would want to do is you would want to meditate and then you would want to, um, after the meditation and after you call your spirit guides in and after you feel them behind you and after you um, allow your senses to just relax into feeling where they are and maybe start asking what they look like, then you want to sit down after your meditation and actually do a writing session. And so when you write, you would maybe ask a question and start just writing on it and start writing how you feel the answer should go because that's what will start happening. They'll start giving you information in blocks of thought and then you'll go ahead and write it. And most of the time, if you do that scenario that I was talking to you about, most of the time what will happen is you will begin to connect in with them and then you will start feeling all of those sensations I was talking about through the chest, through the back as you write. And don't, you know, don't force yourself to just, oh, it's got to be from the spirit guides. Any thought that comes into your head as you've asked the question, write it down. Because people don't realize that most of the time spirits and spirit guides are trying to get to you through blocks of thought. And I find it fascinating and kind of funny that most people think that most of their blocks of thought are through their own mind. And they're not. That's actually in the spiritual world, spiritual um, dimension, we talk and speak telepathically to each other. There's not a lot of actual voice conversation going on. And so it's very natural for anybody in the spirit world to go ahead and, and telepathically speak to you and give you these blocks of thought. But because people are trained to believe and think that they are not telepathic in any shape or form, they think that any type of thought that comes into their head or talking to that comes into their head, whether it be positive reinforcements of, oh, I love this, I can keep doing this, or um, I should go do this, or I never thought about this before, but here's a great idea. Um, they always think that's themselves. From that to I'm a loser, I will never amount to nothing, they also think that's their internal dialogue, which many times is not your own internal dialogue. Many times that is another form of channeling and where you're getting spirit information that is not a positive spirit. So I'm going to get into uh, another the last form of channeling that I think is the most wonderful, amazing thing that I try to get all my clients to do, and um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, about that, and then I may have time to go ahead and take a phone call, and then I might get into some other things that you would want to know or be aware of when you see other people that maybe it's not some good channeling. So um, the last form of channeling that most people do is they – do, when you're doing anything creative, when you are crafting, when you are being a musician, when you are being an artist, when you are being a writer, when you are tapping into any of your creative skills, or skills, it is my most favorite thing in the world because that is when people are all channeling, everybody in the world. Um, we all have a very natural innate ability to channel at, at any point in time during the day. And that is through anything creative. And I really encourage any of you out there who is listening to 
tap into your creative skills often, as often as you can, at a minimum once a week, because I know everybody's busy, everybody has kids, everybody has work, everybody has 118 excuses why they don't take time for themselves. Um, I've been one of them people myself. I'm not above anybody else, but then I just get, like, get real gen and I do what I need to do. But um, tap into your creative skills. Why? Because that does a whole ball of, or a whole domino effect of things that you don't even think about. When you tap into anything creative, you are tapping into your spiritual body. Your spiritual body and your creative skills are very, very linked. And so, if, like if you like to write poems, I don't even care, by the way, if you don't think you're good at it. That's not even the point. The point is if you, it's something you enjoy. Anything creative that you enjoy that gets your creative juices flowing is the best form of channeling, best, best form of channeling. And it will raise your euphoric senses high quickly. It is like almost a cheat sheet to channeling for everybody out there. So even if you're doing the meditation and the writing, which I'm talking, which I just talked to you about, if you're interested in channeling and channeling your guides, I'm telling you, anything creative is a cheat sheet. It really, truly is. So what happens is that that's what your spiritual, your spirit body, your spiritual body is tapped into your creative senses. And so when you start utilizing those, you really start raising the vibration in your spiritual body, but you also start feeling your spiritual body. People don't realize that, but they begin to feel it. Everybody thinks it's a physical sensation, and it's not. It's your spiritual body giving you a sensation that you think you're feeling through your physical body. And so when that happens and your, your vibration raises, then you actually start really bringing in positive uh, vibes and positive spirits and positive channeling stuff from the other side. So most people who paint, who write music, who write books, who do any of these things, they all receive and download and channel information from the spiritual realm. It's it's not a, um, like so. It's not like people are you know plagiarizing or you know doing something that's not their own. They're using that information and they're being a conduit to bring that into the physical world. So you become this very intense, cool conduit tube that allows this information to come into the physical realm. And it's amazing and it's wonderful and it'll affect your life in ways that you never even imagined. But I find it so interesting that kids do this all the time. They love it. They do it constantly. And I can, the amount of adults that I would like to see channeling in or, or tapping into their creative senses because it does so many things as a domino effect to your spiritual body and which then in turn affects your, affects your physical existence. I would like to see everybody doing it 100%. The amount of people that I run into that do do it is probably 12%, which just boggles my mind. But they don't think it's important. They think it's a hobby. They think it's something that you do on your off time, and they have way too many important things to do in their everyday life than to do something as menial as take time out of their day to be creative, you know, because that's things that artists do that don't make any money. That's things that, you know, all those people do that your parents never wanted you to be. And it it boggles my mind because it is so simple to change your life in a way that you're very fine-tuned in with your spiritual body again that your goal into will affect your physical body. I'm going to get into some things to watch for. Again, those of you who are listening live, you may have to come back to the archives because the last 15 minutes are going to be about negative things to watch for, so you're definitely going to want to listen to this. 
Um, but my radio show tends to cut out live in two minutes. But I do have a caller on the air that I'm going to see if I can go ahead and they have a question that I can answer. Aloha, this is um, Jennifer. This is area code 718. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you for taking my call. You just really opened up some stuff for me. I didn't even, oh, my God. Um, (laughs) So I literally... um, you know, made effort to raise my vibration because it was feeling low maybe two weeks ago, uh, not two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Um, And I was journaling and trying to meditate, and I was like, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went dancing. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's huge. Yeah, I thought, like, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's the the most simplest, I mean, it gives me goosebumps every time I talk to a client about it, because it's the simplest, most powerful, effective way that you can just really vibe and tune in your spiritual body and any spiritual information that would come with being very in tune with your spiritual body, and you begin to feel your spiritual body. Once you begin to feel your spiritual body, then everything else just starts changing in your life you begin to get really good um you know messages from your guides and you begin to get guided and you begin to you you raise your vibration to where you're happier but everything affects your um your physical surroundings isn't that amazing wasn't that wonderful yes yes i literally felt like i let go of years of whatever like the energy, I was like, I was dancing in the street when I was done, like, mm-hmm. afterwards, and I really, really felt free. And what was interesting was that it really was just about me. I did partner mm-hmm. dancing, but when mm-hmm. I was in the street dancing by myself, there was so much more joy. And it's funny because someone, a stranger came up to me to dance, and when I started to dance with them, the energy almost leave. And I realized that that's really about, like, I really was in my own space connecting with my guides when I was dancing. That's what I realize mm-hmm. now. That right. That, I mean, not and to say that, that I can't exactly. welcome someone, but it was something that I was like, oh, that was really about me connecting to something else, not another person, that, just like energy. Right. And that is what I want you, you and others to pay attention to is that feeling that you got when you were dancing. That is the feeling that you get when you can feel your spiritual body, see. Mm-hmm. Um, when you begin to tap in and be able to just feel it, because it, because many times the senses of your spiritual body gets very buried under your physical presence because everybody wants to be very physically present, very physically here, but they don't realize. And a lot of times people think those sensations that you had is their physical body just feeling happy, but it's not. It's very different. And so I want you to very remember that and remember that always. That is the feeling that you get when you're very in tune and you're feeling your spiritual body. And so you always want to do things to nurture that because the more that you nurture your spiritual body and presence and the more that you pay attention to, oh, that helps do that. Maybe you go to a painting class and then you realize, oh, that does it too. You know, or maybe it's just dancing, or maybe it's dancing, music, painting, and writing. Who knows? But pay attention when you get those feelings and make sure you nurture that part of your soul and your body because that's when you're going to get some amazing, impactual stuff that will begin to manifest into your physical life. And so, it's, it, I, like I said, it's mind-boggling to me how people dismiss it. 
But it, you're right on several levels. You do Usually when people are doing something creative, they are doing it for their own self in some manner. They're not worried about the laundry, making somebody dinner, yada, yada, yada. They are doing something purely for the joy of just bringing that energy to their, to their body, which is bonding with their, their spiritual body. And so they do, it's like watering a plant. And that's how I also tell people is when you begin to do something creative and, and nourish your spiritual body, it is like watering a plant that's been wilted for a very long time. And the more that you water it and the more that you put nutrients in the soil, the more your spiritual body is going to grow and just start expanding out into craziness, you know? No, absolutely. Um, I just had a question about, I guess, my writing. I'm working on finishing, like, a manifesto. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, like, literally I'm finishing all this work today because I got all this creative energy yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. It's still going. So I was mm-hmm. just wondering, I guess, whatever you pick up, I guess, to guide me with all that because I'm in the process of writing a book as well. So it's really, really being committed to my writing. Right. Um, um, just well, and just so that you know, you want to keep if you keep doing the dancing and the things that you enjoy, and then try to get give yourself a day or even that night, and then decide to sit down and do writing and do it more for fun instead of for pressure. Um, your your writing block is going to go. So um, because that's when you're pulling that energy in, which is where everybody writes from. So my suggestion is to add the keep adding some the other creative energy in and then write right afterwards. Because as you begin to tune into your spiritual body and channel more, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have where it's flowing really well and then it doesn't. And if it's not flowing really well, just leave it for right then and do some other creative stuff and then come back to it. And that's the way that you're going to have to do that. Okay. Okay? Thank right. you so much. And, you're welcome, hon, and I'm glad I was helpful. I'm going to get to a few other things to watch for. So um, yes. thank you for joining me. All right. So that was a really great question or a really great call. I'm glad that I was helpful. So the last thing that I wanted to talk to everybody about was um, when you decide to open up to, if you're not doing something creative, if you're deciding to play around with channeling in general and bringing spirits in, it's the same thing that I talked about all my shows. Um, you, you do have to watch your environment around you. And um, if you're decide, let's say that you decide that you want to get serious about uh, channeling and channeling your spirit guides and or channeling spirits that are around you. If you decide that you want to get serious about that, you have to be very careful of people who you surround yourself by. Uh, and you want to be very careful of situations that you put yourself in. So, for instance, bars. Um, different things where people are drinking alcohol or, or, or altering their body in some regards. You want to be very careful of those types of environments. You want to be very careful of anybody who may party a lot or something. And the reason that is is because when you open yourself up to channeling and you start wanting to learn more, what happens is you open yourself up like a flower and you begin to get very open. So you, in, Unless you learn a lot of the protection things, which again is in my Keys to the Spirit World book, you need to be able to close that down if you're consciously trying to channel a spirit, your spirit guide, or any of those things. You need to be able to close that down and do some protection stuff. But as you're practicing, a lot of times that flower stays stuck open a little bit. And when that flower stays stuck open, you become a different color and all these it, all spirits become drawn to you and they start to want to give you a lot of different um, negative type thoughts and they want to they cause havoc through you to either your life or somebody else's. That's their whole intention. 
Their whole intention is to do it to bring your vibe down, to bring your um, your your vibration just to a level where you're not a white light entity, where you're not bringing some powerful uh, high vibration stuff to others around you. Their mission is to, like I said, stifle everybody. And so you want to be very careful who you surround yourself by. And it, that can be hard and awkward because a lot of times, most people, it's very acceptable to drink in this country. So, um, but people just, I want to let you know, let's say you have a friend or somebody that you know that is, or, um, you're close to, and they like to go out and party. You don't, even if they're not, even if you're not with them that night, the next morning when they come over hungover, they can have a whole bunch of weird energetic crap attached to them. And if they come in and see you, then the energetic crap that's attached to them is also going to want to come over into your space and kind of cause havoc into your world, kind of like rodents. They want to breathe. They want to spread. They want to shut everybody's vibration down. So if you are going to try to develop yourself um, on a spiritual level and or channeling, be very careful. I'm sorry because I know everybody has negative uh, type people in their life, but you cannot keep those people close to you and keep them in your life in the same fashion that you were prior to if you want to really learn how to spiritually communicate. Because you really are opening yourself up to to some, I guess I would say, more of an intense negative vibe than you ever were before you started to become interested in channeling or speaking with your spirit guides. So you're not as protected or closed-minded or blocked. You, when you, you become very open, you become like an open thing that all kinds of things can come in. So it's very important that you realize that. And also I, I notice uh, and just there are people who can channel negative entities and not realize they're doing it just because I do get this question a lot. Uh, is there people that can channel and don't realize they're doing it? Yes. Almost everybody channels and doesn't realize they're doing it, number one. It happens all the time. I see it everywhere. Anybody creative is doing it nonstop. And so, yes, most everybody's channeling. To the extent that they're channeling is very different. Um, other people, can they channel negative entities? Yes, anybody can channel negative entities. Uh, you can, if, if somebody, if potentially, if you're trying to do so on purpose, um, so that's what you want to. That's where you want to protect yourself from anybody who's negative around you, from allowing any negative entities to come in. Usually, they come in in blocks of really negative thought and anything that makes you question what you're doing in life or questioning moving forward or makes you like if you're on a track to get all these things done in a week and you can't get any of them done because you're like, well, I can't do this because of this. And that a lot of times that's a negative spirit coming in and giving you blocks of thought of 18 different ways how you can't do something. So, but I have had instances about a couple times in my life, one in particular that wasn't very long ago that was out here in Hawaii, and it is the creepiest thing ever when you see somebody who is a natural channel, such as myself, um, who didn't, she didn't know she was a natural channel, and she, I had done a talk, and I was at a um, place where I had done a workshop, and I did readings afterwards, And it was a weird, if I had not seen this with my own eyes, you guys, I would never even believe this was true. So I, they had, I was doing a reading, they started regular, and the next thing I knew, they moved very forward to me, and their eyes did this, and I probably talked about this on this show before, but they did this almost like when you see sharks blink, 
they did like a blinky thing and their, their pupils, their eyes were totally black. And they leaned forward and said, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. Um, and I know what you're here for. And I, and they leaned really forward into my body. And so it, I was so shocked, but I leaned forward to them and said, well, that's fine. What do you want from me? And then they leaned back and their eyes did a blinky thing and they went back to the regular color of their eyes and then they started talking normal again and their voice had changed and everything. I swear it was the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. Um, so yes, people can channel and just I'm telling you this because if there's anybody around you that you feel like is, um, I guess some people would call that possessed. I don't because I feel like that's, uh, I don't know. I just feel like that people use possession in a very dramatic, weird way. Um, I don't view it that way. I just view that as, you know, she allowed herself open, a negative entity popped in. So if there's people around you that are start their behavior shifting and or their eyes change color, um, those are people you don't want in your life at all, ever. Um, you just, you, because what happens is those people are usually very open to allowing spirits to come in. They want the spirit contact. Um, and they also don't care what type of spirit contact it is, and they're not advanced enough or aware enough, so they allow anybody to come into their body. Anybody who's actually channeling, by the way, uh, I, I want to end on this note, which is if you are going to channel anything on purpose, whether you're writing or you're communicating with your spirit guide, you always, always, always do a meditation first, and you explain to whoever you choose to explain to your spirit guide, God, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to say, and you tell them that only white light entities are allowed in your bubble or in and around your body. And actually, let's just make that a rule of thumb for any meditation every day, even if you're not interested in channeling, you should always, always start your meditation with only what pure light, white light entities are around in and around your bubble and in and around your body. And that should, that will, because you have to give spirits permission. Um, now I'm going back to the very first thing that we talked about when you're trans channeling. Uh, you have to give them some type of permission in order to come into your body and or to speak through you and or to take over. So even the woman that I was talking about that had the really evil, weird thing coming come in, um, you, have, you still have to give some form of permission and it's, you have to allow in some shape or form. They cannot take over your physical body and or do that without some type of permission. Some people might go, oh, I would never allow that. Well, most of you, if this has happened to, and, and for people I've talked to, most of the time, yes, you've given some type of permission because you weren't specific. You were just open to having spirits come in or, and or talk to you or around your body, but you were not specific about them being white light entities. And that's where the permission thing comes in. You have to be very specific. Dealing with spirits in the spirit world, if you're going to allow them in, is no joke. You don't want to allow just anybody in. It's, it's, like I tell people, it's like if you just leave your front door open and let anybody that you want to come into your house. It's literally like it is. So you never, ever, ever want to just allow your door to be open and just let Tom, Dick, and Harry come in because guess what? Tom, Dick, and Harry goes to tell Joe, Tim, and Sarah that your house is open. 
and then they all start coming over, and then it becomes a party house, and then it becomes very hard to rid, and then it becomes very hard to clean up your body energetically and clean your house and paint and wash the floors and whatnot. It becomes a whole big chore. So just before that even happens, make sure that you're very specific. Um, so it would be like if you had your house open but you only allowed friends and family come in. You know, it's white light entities. So um, I'm at the end of the show. If you would like to contact me further, get a reading, um, contact me at hawaiihealings.com. And lastly, if you'd like to be more involved in more spirit conversation, you can go to hawaiihealings.com and also be put into the soulmate circle. And I, until next time, oh, also, you definitely want to get on my email list. I have a workshop coming out. It's going out to my email list on hawaiihealings.com. So until next time, I will talk to you soon. Have a good day. Aloha.